everybody. <clears throat> and good morning and good afternoon and all of that. And hello to the replay viewers and hello, Gemma. Hey. Welcome to another edition of the Mental Health Hour. Um, how are we doing tonight? Uh, not too bad. Not okay. too bad. Good. Good. How's everything going with recovery? Um, I had my wires out tonight, so I'm a bit sore. Um, and within half an hour, it was good to tell that it was all back to normal. So good. I don't know. So it's, everything's going well then, so as well as can be. Um, for now, it won't take me long to get back to being um, pre-surgery and feeling it all again. But hopefully, we won't have long to wait. They've approved the uh, surgery in full, so hopefully, it won't take long. And how's the How's the mental health with all of it? Oh, um, a bit, a bit fed up with it because, as they say, um, if if I'd have had the money to pay privately, I could have had it done tomorrow. So I'm quite aware of my situation and the pain that comes with it, and the fact that I have to wait so long. So yeah, it's not great. But we're getting there. Well, at least recognizing it now that that's what it is. <laughs> at least we have another lovely episode of the Mental Health Hour to do. Yes. This one actually comes to you uh, by request of them. Um, we were discussing topics to do, and the, this one was one of your front runners. Mm -hmm. um, I had quite a bit of information on guilt and shame um, already from already in my notes and stuff. So it was mm -hmm. pretty easy to prepare. Um, I just went back over some stuff to make sure we really broke down the difference. Because um, there is a big difference between guilt and shame. I know they go hand in hand, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you'll see here in a little bit uh, the, the importance of knowing the difference and how we can actually utilize uh, uh, guilt and shame to our benefit. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody coming on in. Thanks for joining us. How's everybody doing? Um, so off the get-go, uh, what do you kind of feel like what brought you into wanting to do this episode in particular um i've felt both guilt and shame and i've had i when i was going through my counseling i went through a heck of a lot of this because of the way that i've been made to feel by my family and people that were around me at the time so it was something that was pretty close to me anyway um yeah I think sometimes it took me a while to realize that there was a difference between them because I had had so much pushed into my head by people I thought wanted the best for me and it wasn't until my counselor started to break it down and really show me the difference between them and that some of the things that I was feeling wasn't my own subconscious feelings and that they were 
things that were imposed on me by others that I really had to break down the whole thought path in my head and go through it all, break it all down and think, right, where did that actually come from? Mm-hmm. And work on kind of reprogramming my head. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start then with basically the, the Merriam-Webster's definitions of, of each. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of go just as a good starting point. Um, and hey, Swifties, uh, anybody watching in the comments at any time, if you have any questions, please feel free to drop a comment in the comment section. We'll get to it. Um, I'm not particularly, Gemma's usually pretty good about catching things. I'm not the best at uh, seeing the comments as I'm going on about any particular thing. So. Uh, Gemma will keep an eye on it for me and we'll get to yep. you. Any, <laughs> I've got it. Any, any questions or anything that you have. So let's start with the definitions. This is straight off of Merriam Webster um, website. Guilt is defined as the fact of having committed a breach of conduct, especially violating law and involving a penalty. Um, and then your emotions of um, knowing that you did something wrong um, and how you live from there on out with that overwhelming burden, basically. Um, shame is defined <clears throat> as a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropri- impropriety, uh, or a condition of humiliate, humiliating disgrace or disrepute. Uh, so what does that mean? Does that sum up anything? Um, yeah, I'm just letting them know, sorry about the questions, if they want to ask any questions, but don't want to put their name to it. We now have a form that we can, you can fill in and it is anonymous. We will absolutely not know who it is at all. I can assure you, unless you want to put your name to it, that's also fine. But yeah, that, um, it does sorry um that's quite all right yeah i forgot i i forget to mention that as well no it's okay it's only new isn't it (laughs) it's a great uh a great little tool that we've come across Mm -hmm. um as far as submitting any questions anonymously Mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm glad we plugged that in there um but yeah so not a whole lot from the merriam webster's definitions you know it it says as expected Mm it's um kind of uh, what's the word, you know, dry and not really helpful. So yeah. basically, in breaking that down even more, <clears throat> guilt is kind of that that feeling of remorse that you get, um, you know, for, for the shit you've done, uh, the stuff you've done, uh, or you think that you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, relating to... Uh, any kind of specific action um, that, or, or maybe a mistake, could be a mistake that has hurt someone in the process. Um, so you get that, that burden, that overwhelming burden on your shoulders, weighing you down. Um, you know you did something wrong, even if it was a mistake, which mm-hmm. sometimes that's the case, and that's fine. Um, but it still, it still weighs on your brain. And then shame 
is uh, is more along the lines of feeling that you're the problem. Um, you're bad. Um, you're inadequate as a person uh, relating to uh, the behavior or, or yourself, um, not mm -hmm. necessarily a specific event, if that makes sense. So uh, basically breaking that down even further is that guilt is about an event and shame is about you after the event. Yeah. Does, does that uh, make a little bit more sense? Yeah, definitely. I've got something here as well. Go ahead. Um, so it, it kind of does. I, I was I was reading it the wrong way, I guess, when I read it to you. Um, it gives you like a breakdown of two types of guilt, helpful guilt and un unhelpful guilt and then shame. Um, but like an example of the helpful guilt it gives is uh, it says, like, say, for example, someone hit someone while driving drunk and feels guilty for that. The helpful guilt is caused by the actions or the behavior that break the objective definitions of right and wrong. And it says that you can experience the guilt as early as age three to six years old developmentally. And um, guilt is, it says guilt is more mature emotion than shame. And um, it says why we feel this way, we act this way that breaks objective standards or moral behavior. So it's, I guess it's a way of what it's saying is to show you and so that you know right from wrong in a way. Whereas the shame side of things, um, like, I'm not going to read the names because these names actually match people that may be on here. So it's just name example. Uh, feels worthless person who is only taking up people's time and wasting space in the world. Mm -hmm. um, shame is caused by an innate sense of being active. And it says that we can experience shame as early as 15 months old. Um, that is why shame is more deeply wired into our brain and is more difficult to reverse. We see ourselves as unworthy and deeply flawed. And it says shame causes us to fear that we will be rejected. So it tempts us to con to disconnect from others and avoid what causes us shame, which is certainly very true with how I was made to feel. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'd like to get more into that. But I, when you were talking about the, um, the, the drunk driver scenario, um, mm. I, I found something kind of similar um, that actually really nailed the point home. Um, so it, the scenario was, uh, say you're driving and get distracted and you run a red light and almost, mm. hit, almost hit someone. Um, so the, which, which one would you feel would be more you, Gemma? Um, with this scenario, uh, guilt would, you would say, oh man, oh man, I really screwed up. I should be way more careful. I need to be better and pay more attention. Shame mm -hmm. would be, 
oh man, oh man, I'm a terrible driver. I'm such a piece of shit. I shouldn't be allowed to drive a car ever. Hmm. Which one do you feel like you would identify with more there? If that scenario were to happen. Um, I think I would feel the guilt of, of it, but I'd probably lean towards more the shame. Just automatically, that's the way that I'm wired. And I automatically think there is something about me and that I'm flawed rather than my actions that caused that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but after, I think we were talking about something the other day and I said, I'm not going to say what it was, but um, I, I remember saying, I think after many years of having it drilled into you that you're not good enough, you're this, you're that, and often it's by people in my case my family people that are supposed to be your protective factor and then they start right from a very young age making you feel less worthy or like you are flawed and that there is something wrong with you the more that that's drilled into you the more you start to believe it and the harder it is to shake off is uh 100% true mm -hmm. um, so looking further at the the whole difference before we get um much further in do we feel uh pretty decent about what the difference there is and and everybody in the uh in the comment section please Drop a question if you have any. Um, really, it, it, it kind of just ultimately breaks down to guilt being that whole feeling of remorse and about the action. Uh, and then shame being more feeling down on yourself uh, as a result of the action. So you take the same, the very same action and uh yeah the guilt part of it will uh it can actually be helpful almost mm -hmm. uh, and, you know you can find the guilt can help you find uh the problematic parts of the the behavior or the action that that took place and you can kind of start to work towards a solution or maybe change yourself for the better um mm -hmm. In, in some way or another. <clears throat> Excuse me. In some way or another, you can start working on the problem. Uh, mm -hmm. Guilt will allow you to uh, move towards that direction. Shame, however, if you find flaw in yourself and uh, instead of the behavior, so you're you're completely tearing yourself apart instead of looking at the overall picture and trying to solve that um are you still feeling like you would be more on the shameful side of things hearing that or um i certainly would feel shame still again but i definitely think when i sit if i was to do that and sit down and break it down i would be able to process the fact that 
it was guilt and it was something that I'd done and it was my actions that had caused it, not the fact that it was anything to do with me. Yeah. But I think you have to really be able to process what had happened to be able to do that. So, I mean, I think myself, um, prior to going through all of, of what I went through, I was always feeling shame over guilt. Um, of course, like I said, you know, they, they do go very much so hand in hand, guilt and shame. Um, and a lot of people think they are, you know, one and the same, of course. That's what we're here for tonight is to break both of them down. But uh, I looking at the uh the way they're laid out i was definitely more on the shame side of things like I, everything that i did or every action that had a consequence uh i i was down on myself constantly um have a good day there do um always down on myself always trying to figure out why I was, you know, the way I was and what was wrong with me. It wasn't ever the actions. I wasn't trying to fix the overall picture. Um, you know, and that it's kind of like that long-term, short-term, you know, short-term solution to a long-term problem kind of thing. Does that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, did you have uh, anything else on your end with your uh, table? Another look. Because uh, if not, we can also mm -hmm. talk more. Uh, now that we've kind of broken it down a little bit, we can talk. The only thing it does now is say about ways to um, work with it and face each one. Oh, the link doesn't work for that. If you literally all you have to do is type in tinyurl.com tm hh ask and it will it you can't click the link um on an iPad or a phone unfortunately with haps. But that's why I've used the short link. But you can also go to um bio.link. Hang on, bio.link. If I can type it in without spelling it wrong. Yeah, we, we can drop the bio link in there. And, uh... And it's literally on there as well, whichever's quickest for you to type, um, you can do those. Um, all the socials and everything are on there as well. Will that link work with the iPad? I guess not. You can't click directly onto the link, but if you like, if you copy and paste it or type it into okay. the browser, it will. It's just whichever's easiest, I guess. Okay. But I have it up if anything comes through. Um, we, we did kind of touch on it briefly, but let's talk about this a little bit more. Uh, this um, this uh, form that Gemma has created for us uh, mm -hmm. is an excellent tool. I was I, I was actually really excited about the idea. Um, it, if you go to the link provided or the bio link, it's in there as well. Uh, you can uh, type us a question or a thought or anything that's on your mind um, that we can receive anonymously. Um, you can put your name if you don't mind sharing, but uh, if you would rather remain anonymous, 
then that is also an option. And we can mm -hmm. uh, go about addressing these questions that we receive for, on this anonymous form on mm -hmm. our show each week. So we yeah. encourage everybody um, to uh, give it a try. Click the link, uh, ask us a question. If you don't mind having your name to it, we can, uh, we can bring it up in the broadcast. If you'd rather stay anonymous, that's an option as well. Yeah, you can either leave it empty where it asks for your name or you can put an alias, whichever you want. doesn't matter because I can't. We've got no way of telling whether that's a real name or where it's come from at all. It's completely anonymous. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, I'm excited about it. I hope it gets used. Um, and hopefully the, plan, the, uh, the overall hope would be to get enough questions that we could make a whole episode of just uh, answering viewer anonymous questions um, yeah yeah that'd be good hi jeep well come on in uh so all right just a quick recap for all the people coming in now we're talking guilt and shame today uh as you see in the title um it's a widely thought of uh hand in hand kind of situation where it really is not um guilt is definitely more towards feeling remorse over the action that took place or the uh, even if it was a mistake on your part or whatever, just feeling that overall burden of, of remorse on your that weighs heavy on you. Um, and then shame on the other side of the coin is is more about you feeling inadequate, you feeling bad about yourself as a person. Um, not really about the specific action or behavior. Um, so guilt can actually be pretty helpful for us as a tool um, in finding and hopefully working on problematic behaviors. Mm. Um, <clears throat> whereas shame finds, you know, flaw with the person instead of the action or behavior. So very important to uh, understand that um, shame is, is kind of more detrimental for our mental health as a whole because uh, yeah. we're, we're basically just degrading ourselves over and over again uh, over something that could very well be a mistake. It could uh, not warrant all this extra thought. I know a lot of us, uh, Lucia did a great episode a, a week or two ago about overthinking um, on her broadcast. It, uh, it basically nails home shame, you know. Jim, welcome on in. Thanks for the super heart. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so overthinking, that episode that, that Lucia did was perfect for uh, the thoughts uh, of shame, uh, mm -hmm. the way to think of shame. Um, you're, you're basically just way overanalyzing, and we're all guilty of it. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's no uh, secret to me or you, I'm sure, that I, I know we've talked and we both see eye to eye on that. Um, mm -hmm. We are we, human beings as a whole tend to overthink the small mm -hmm. stuff and, and think that the world maybe is out to get us. And a lot of it is typically unjustified, really. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that whole shame thing, uh, weighing in on the overthinking. Uh, do you have uh, anything to add to that part? Um, 
no, I, I know that I'm very, very guilty of that. Um, and it takes me some time at times to catch myself and think, hang on a minute, I'm doing it again. Mm. Um, even just the smallest stuff, I can turn into something huge at times. But I know that, like I said before, with um, with me, I've, I was made to feel like everything was my fault from being born i was um i was in plaster cast from my waist down to my toes and i couldn't walk till i was three and i'd get i remember little comments as a young child oh we can't fit you in a push chair and we couldn't do this and i've had to carry you on my side and now i am suffering with pain because of that and even from a young age, I remember thinking, that's my fault, I've caused that. And they can't go places because of me, and they can't do things because of me. And as I've got older, it's got more and more to the point where I was outright told that I was that um, my mother was given an option to have an abortion when I was, obviously, before I was born and that she should have chosen that and it does really start especially when the people that are saying it are meant to be the protective factor in your life it really does start to put seeds of doubt in your mind and i think it takes a lot longer to get out of that it's really hard to get out of that and recognize that's what you're doing and try and break the cycle were you so for me and my son. Were you putting that on yourself, uh, the part about the abortion and that, that should have been what happened? Or was uh, your mom saying that? No, that was what my mom was initially saying. She's told me twice that she was given the option to have an abortion mm. before I was born. Apparently she was told that I'd be severely disabled and that I... Uh, she could have the option to terminate the pregnancy. And I was told that on a couple of occasions, one as a young child and then one earlier on, um, later on, should I say. And it's it's like that where it, I think it had got into my head that much that with that and everything else, okay, maybe they should have had the abortion then I wouldn't be around which certainly started off a chain of mass destruction in my head where I wanted to give them their wish mm -hmm. and go ahead and succeed in not being here anymore and it really has it really was a destructive path that I was on with the whole shame side of things, I'd been shamed into thinking that the whole, everything that went wrong in my family's life was down to me. And I, I even changed career paths because of my family, because all I wanted to do was to make my mum pleased and proud of me. And I changed the whole way that I was going and steering just towards like I ended up being a teacher. I'm like, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't the first thing I wanted to do with my life. And I, I kind of hoped that by doing that, I would achieve 
enough to get recognition in my family's eyes mm -hmm. and then for them to finally say look we're proud of you but they didn't even come to the graduation so I didn't go either and it got into me where I was like oh, well there's not a thing I can do that's going to change this anymore so I just thought do you know what stuff it it didn't stop the thought process of shame in my head of like, oh, that's my fault. That's my fault. Even if there was things that happened that were, I weren't even there for, it was like, oh, well, that'd be my fault anyway. And I had some very, very um, in-depth counselling around the shame side of things. And it really did break it down for me. And luckily, before Thomas was too too much older, because it can be a really destructive cycle and I had to break that cycle for my son's sake um, because the last thing I wanted to do was inadvertently pass any of that on from me to him and now I think that's what gives me more fight in my life is that there is no way he's going to have the childhood that I had so I need to stop that Right. So it seems like it seems like you were not given much of an option there on your parents' end. Uh, mm -hmm. with, they're supposed to be there helping you and protecting you and, and getting you through these awkward times and uh, emotional times and negative times as a child. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it doesn't seem that they're instilling the right message. So you were almost set for failure to, from the get-go with feeling this overwhelming shame. Mm -hmm. um, but just take a minute and look at those comments, Sarah. Everybody. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, everybody here has your 100% uh, has your back, and thank you, everybody, for. Uh, yeah, thank you. And thanks for these awards. <laughs> um, all those uh, awards are, are greatly appreciated, and. Uh, that that was a eye-opening story um and it really does hit home the whole shame, mm -hmm. shame versus guilt thing because yeah. now now you're feeling incredibly shamed you're made to feel incredibly shamed which mm -hmm. then which then gives you a guilty feeling on top of it so yeah you're, get, you're getting the full spectrum there um oh yeah Definitely. Um, I mean, I, part of me feels guilt for that, for what my sons had to witness as well. And I think, I think if the, if all of this had come to a head before Thomas was born, things would have been different. But it took me till I think he was about two, two or three years old before I realized that my upbringing was far from normal and that basically they were described as narcissists and that that wasn't right and that's not how should things things should be and Thomas had already witnessed a lot of it because my parents would do that in front of him to the point now where he will make the odd comment and I think that's my mom that's come through him. Sometimes she will say something to him, knowing it will get back to me. Mm. And then sometimes he's just picked up on something that has been said. 
and used it at a later date. And um, that is why I think had I have had this before, it would have been easier for me to deal with because I'd have just gone, I'd have just left. Whereas I honestly thought that I needed the support from them. And whilst, yes, I do have some support from them, is that support worth all the, the weight and the baggage that it comes with? You know? That, that is heavy. Um, once again, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for all the awards, Trisha and Jim and Ella and everybody. Um, Dina D, hello. Uh, Sweet Pea. Ella, I said, just want to make sure. TJ obviously is here. Love, love TJ. Um, yeah, welcome everybody in. We're, we're uh, we are talking guilt and shame and the difference uh, between the two. Gemma's uh, sharing quite a very heavy story about how it plays a role in her health, or her mental health, and her life. Uh, so during all this, uh, I guess, as a follow-up question, if you don't mind, um, okay. have you ever thought to uh, put them out? Uh, you're not welcome around Thomas if you're going to act this way. Uh, I can't be having oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. uh, was that ever a thing? Cause I, I, I don't all the time. Yeah. I, but, yeah, like... Certainly, I have done with my dad for a while because my dad was very physical at times as well. But I have, and I actually physically stopped them coming to the house for a little while. But I also noticed that it was making my son very upset because he missed them. And I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that because I was then feeling guilt because I, I didn't have grandparents really when I was little. My grandma, my only one grandma that I remember being alive, um, collapsed and died in front of me when I was very, very young. And I always wanted to have the grandparents and stuff, but I, I didn't get that chance. Um, And for many, many years, I held the guilt of what happened to my grandma as well, because she collapsed in front of me and she came to say good night to me at one point and her voice was funny and i i honestly thought she was making up a silly voice just like she would do that at times and i i laughed and then the next thing she collapsed literally in front of me mm -hmm. and i remember screaming and screaming like for my mum and dad um i don't think i was into double figures with the age i pretty sure I was still in primary school like eight I think I want to say and um she I never saw her alive again she was taken into hospital and died not long after but um I didn't want my son to have that because on his for the for the benefit of the um broadcast we'll call him a father but anyway mm -hmm. his father um could call him other things yes. um doesn't bother with him at all and neither did his parents his mother told me to have an abortion 
and I it upset me that he wouldn't have all his grandparents so for me to feel like I was taking that away from him as well I felt really guilty for that because I'm like well is it me stopping them because of what they're doing to me because they are actually really good with him mm -hmm. and so in the way of now as far as seeing him goes I have said to them that this is on my terms and if anything at all is mentioned that I don't agree with often I will go to their house to see them because then I can physically remove myself and him from the situation and it's a lot easier for me to leave there than it is for them to come here and me ask them to leave yeah because I can't physically force them out of the door and since I did like discuss that with them it's not been as bad there has been a few slip-ups mm -hmm. but nothing nothing is bad but I think my downward spiral with my health has also helped if it can yeah. because they've seen how bad I have been and that is um that that's maybe helped in the way of they're not quite as bad with me but they they can they can go there with it mm -hmm. still and they do so for my son's sake i keep that open between them but yeah, i know I mean, how do you how do you tell thomas that he can't see his grandparents obviously he's not going to understand mm -hmm. what you're going yeah. through um quite yet um but yeah uh, i mean he actually did say something on a couple of occasions to my mom. And one of the times he said to her, he says, um, he says, you can't come around here and upset my mummy. Hmm. And I was taken aback by that. Like, wow. <laughs> um, Kids will surprise you every now and again. I, I, yeah. see, it with, I see it with my stepkids. Um, yeah. And it, it was like, ooh. <laughs> And um, he's he's also asked her not to shout at me as well. He says, will you not shout at my mummy? I don't like it. Mm. And that was a surprise for me. And I think the fact that that came from him made her realise, oh, God, you know. <laughs> so that certainly did help as well. Yeah, I, I do like to hear, um, mm. you know, when, when kids step up like that and it takes you back, it, it does. Um, yeah, I've seen it here too. It's it's actually pretty cool. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, thank you for sharing that part of your life um, with everyone. Mm -hmm. um, it it breaks down even more, you know the the mm -hmm. the difference between the guilt and the shame, but also that they can still go hand in hand. It's not. I'm. I wasn't trying to say you know in the beginning that they're so totally different that they don't actually relate mm. to each other and go no they, they are coupled together for a reason i mean they yeah yeah shame definitely causes guilt and guilt shame but mm -hmm. the, the point was that guilt being more of the action you know the burden felt after mm -hmm. the action and shame being uh the, the detrimental uh yeah always down on yourself and I'm not worth anybody's time. I'm not worth being here. Um, 
I'd be better off if I wasn't here, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just completely um, unnecessary to put on your own brain uh, and attack yourself mentally. Uh, that's just simply not true. Uh, mm -hmm. It's 100% not true. This world would not be a better place without you. And everybody out there needs to know that. I don't care mm -hmm. what you've done and who, you know, there is no reason to ever, ever think that this would be a better place without you. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've put it here for a reason. Yes. Um, even um, Thomas's dad, you know, you mentioned mm -hmm. him. I mean, oh, yeah. the, everybody has a right and a, and, and a literal mm -hmm. place in this world. And <clears throat> like it, dislike it, um, nobody should ever feel in their own mind that uh, they don't belong and that they sure? don't have a place here and that they should have been terminated and all of that. That's just, it's, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not true. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this world would, this world would be worse off without you, Jamie. Everybody, everybody in the whole world has a place in this world. It's just sometimes when people meet, they don't necessarily get on together. But that's not to say that they shouldn't be here. It just means they shouldn't be in your circle, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And everybody will have somebody they can connect with. It doesn't mean that we have to connect all together. But Absolutely. yeah, like you said, everybody's got a place in the world. Absolutely. So, I mean, mm -hmm. knowing that, knowing what guilt and shame is now uh, and the difference between the two and how we can actually use guilt to our favor, uh, guilt is kind of, you know, like that, I, I, I like to think of it as like uh, the, wor uh, the word worry and everybody has, you know, blown uh, worry, the simple term of worrying about something, they've blown it into this humongous anxiety, you know, clinical, and I, I you know what, I have anxiety, I'm not making fun of it, I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. saying it's taking a small word like that and then giving it a big title, like anxiety, and, and, it, and it becomes a lot more scary. Um, it's, it's, when we worry about things, we, we get stuff done, right? Uh, we worry that we're, we have to pay the electric bill. Uh, mm -hmm. and it, we worry that the date's coming and all that. And, all my, and you know what we do? We pay the electric bill, you know? So worrying gets stuff done. Worrying has its place just like guilt. Guilt has a place here, and it can be used as a, a helpful tool. Um, when we're feeling guilty, we can, you know, find we, – we, we know why we're feeling guilty because our brains won't let us not think about it. So that identifies our problem or our behaviors. And, and then from there, we can, you know, kind of make some try and work towards a solution or maybe go about things a little differently. So that's using it to your advantage. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really see any way that shame can be used uh, as an advantage to you because that's literally just knocking yourself down yeah pretty much so how do we cope with guilt um 
in our everyday life. Uh, everybody is prone to guilt and shame. It's not discriminatory. It's uh, it's not okay. Only alcoholics uh, deal with guilt and shame. It's 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 everybody. Hell, you said in the beginning, uh, it can. What was the? Uh, can you go back and read that uh, bullet point you had about it being instilled in children at an early age? If you have yeah, that was quite surprising to me. But um, but it drives the point home. The one for shame. The one for shame, you say. Yeah. Okay, so it says we can experience shame as early as fifteen months old. That is why shame is more deeply wired into our brain and is more difficult to reverse. So a little over one year old. Mm -hmm. you're, you're just starting to figure out how to walk and talk, and and you already are experiencing shame. That's sad. It's crazy. That's sad to think. It's crazy to think. I, I... Mm -hmm. So how do we cope? Let's let's look at this. Uh, coping with guilt. We'll start with guilt. Yeah, I've got some here. They might overlap. Um, I have five for each that I just kind of wrote down little notes. I didn't take any particular uh, list. Um, mm -hmm. The first thing I, I thought was appropriate to look at was, is the guilt warranted? Is the guilt appropriate? Uh, the guilt that we're feeling? Do, did, does it deserve our time? Can we, uh, can we think about it and, and rationalize something another way? Are we overthinking? Um, so that's, that's number one. Is it appropriate? If it's not, let's move on. If it mm -hmm. is, all right, let's take a deeper look. Um, uh, number two, make some changes. Don't wallow. Don't sit there and just live in it. Start making mm -hmm. some changes and use guilt to your advantage in that way. Number three, accept you did wrong and move forward. Kind of more of the same there, uh, but it's that radical acceptance uh, of ac accepting that you did something wrong. You fucked up. Oh, quite simply. Let's, Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> let's take that and let's move forward. Mm -hmm. um, so number four is learning from our mistakes. That's, that's right in line with it. And number five, recognize that no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. We live in this uh, disillusion. Uh, is that a word? <laughs> we live in this uh, fantasy that yeah. everyone walking around on earth is perfect except for us like we mm -hmm. we screw up everything um and so yeah. and so down the street doesn't have anything wrong with him or her oh yeah and social media is brilliant for that we were talking about that the other day weren't we yeah. look at like when you go onto facebook and you see everybody being happy but they only post what they you you wouldn't post yourself in a really shitty situation and like i'm guilty of it myself looking at people on such as social media and thinking oh wow they're having a really nice life they're doing this they're on that holiday they've got that car they've got this they've got that why haven't i is it because i've done this wrong that wrong and then it starts like from wow look at what they've got to look at what i don't have what is wrong what have i done wrong why haven't i got that so jim asks how does hmm. one how does one stop being a sponge, absorbing every uh, every time they are wrong, 
and not being able to let go. Um, you want to take a stab at it there, Gemma? Um, yeah, let me read it again. How does one stop being a sponge? Yeah, um, that's certainly something that I've had to do. Um, basically, the way I was told to do it, like, if you look at yourself as an outsider and like if you imagine say your best friend and the things that you're absorbing would you say that to your best friend would you tell your best friend that they're worthless they're a piece of crap you've done that wrong you've done that wrong if you wouldn't and it's up you know it would upset them why, why allow it for yourself because if you're letting people say all this crap to you and absorbing it and taking it in it, the more you take in certainly like i know this is true for myself the more you take in the more you start to believe it and the more you start actually acting like it at times because you believe it that much that it just destroys everything about you and then you've got nothing left um but you just have to have a bit of self-compassion that's something i struggled with but they say if you wouldn't say it and accept it for a friend who you care about why would you accept it for yourself yeah you hit the nail on the head there a little self-compassion goes a long way um for, for me i mean i used to uh feel that exact same way all the time um before this was pre rehab uh mm-hmm. i i couldn't let things go i was always um, uh, thinking that i was in the wrong um i wasn't able to let anything go basically like Jim mm-hmm. saying. and uh i don't have space the mind space for that anymore um certainly the uh, sobriety has helped because um, I, you know, drinking as much as I did, uh, as frequently as I did, really construed the way I saw the world or I thought the world saw me, if that makes mm. sense. Um, it just intensified all the negative um, and, and negative thinking. Um, but now I, I, I have to, you kind of, deal with that as as the same way as you would with like a troll on here um obviously that guy's not having a great day but thanks Mm -hmm. for stopping in and uh we'll see you on the next one Um, yep (laughs) it's literally just kind of brushing it off now and it Mm -hmm. is a it is a skill that takes a little practice i would say um because it's it's not an easy thing to do when you feel attacked uh to Mm -hmm. just kind of let it go but it it's the healthiest thing um what what is this guy or girl or whoever uh, why why does he or she think that i care so much about what they think of me that i'm going to walk around for the next half a day to a day and think nothing about or think nothing else but about what they said. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even hardly know that person. Or if, if you did know them, still, same thing applies. I'm not going to waste my day walking around thinking, man, uh, Joe down the street, man, he, I really wanted him to like me. But I guess I set my garbage out the wrong time of day, and that just really upset him, and now he hates me. And You know what? Oh, well. I'll try and set my garbage out at another time. Obviously, it pissed him off. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm not going to worry about it further than that. Um, there are some people in this life that you will upset no matter what you do. That's also true. Because they will just never, ever appreciate you as a person or what you do. You, I guess you just have to recognize that and think, okay, well, that person's not for me then. That happened to me um, a few months ago. Um, some people are aware. And that it, I did, I could have let that destroy me. And it, it very, very nearly did. But I just thought, you know what, life's too short. For that one person that hates me, there's another 10 cheering me on somewhere. And there is. And you know it's what, very you, you know what's even like, it's, it's almost a win for you. Mm-hmm. If you. If you don't, if you show them that that doesn't bother you. Um, if they want to be rude or mean, mm-hmm. um, it's it's basically the same thing I tell my rookies at the fire station. Like don't mm-hmm. don't tell don't keep telling the guys what bothers you because they're just gonna keep picking at that one thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Act like shit doesn't bother you, and they'll leave you alone. It's no fun mm-hmm. to mess with somebody that doesn't give a shit. You know. Oh, absolutely. If you come off, that's like, what they thrive on. And then and then you can walk away with your head held high. Like you mm-hmm. took the W on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope that answered the question, Jim. Yeah. Uh, coping with shame. Uh, we went over guilt. Here's shame real quick. Um, five things I found useful. Uh, use affirmation to practice self-compassion. Boy, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we just went over that, huh? Yep. <laughs> Number two. Come back to your body. Um, that can mean a number of things, but I take that more literally in the in the sense of recentering yourself, grounding, um, coming back to you and only you, and mm. not and not letting um, your mind wander aimlessly in the wrong direction, um, overthinking. You know, number three: try exercising and moving more. It, it seems that exercise is on the list of everything. Um, yeah. Uh, the cure for everything, exercise, isn't that something? The, mm. one thing, the one thing I can't stand is the cure to everything. Oh, I know. Uh, recognize your triggers, number four. Um, this, this becomes paramount in everything mental health related. You're, you're, everybody has triggers. Everybody gets upset. We need to recognize our triggers. We need to know what they are, when they're coming on, and mm-hmm. how to cope with them, how to, how to ground yourself, how to get through that situation. Recognizing them is step one. And, and the last thing I had for coping with shame was uh, put the thought on trial. Um, I thought that was a great way to um, sum it up, you know, basically. Take that thought that you have so much shame and that you're, you're dragging yourself through the mud over and put it on trial. 
kind of the same thing with number one is the guilt appropriate. Uh, pros and cons lists or, or right and wrong lists uh, about the specific action. Is this change warranted? Uh, maybe a little bit, but you don't have to be. I mean, shame is still a normal emotion. It's, it's going to come and go. But you don't have to be so severely shamed that you're just thinking way outside of the realm of where you need to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I have for coping. Uh, what did, did you have anything I did not hit that you um, I think it's all round about the same thing. I am certainly with I am the shame. It just again it exercises about self compassion. I am shift feelings of shame and move to awareness. Mm -hmm. Move away from self criticism or uh, proof of inadequacy. It tells you to pursue relationships. It doesn't mean like romantically just relationships like with friends and stuff um nurture connections and a sense of belonging with others and then if i can find it there was a saying that i found on um online uh there's a couple actually that i liked and it says um you were born to be real not perfect you are here to be you not to be what someone else wants you to be stand up for yourself look them in the eye and don't and say don't judge me until you know me don't underestimate me until you've challenged me and don't talk about me until you've talked to me and then don't chase people work hard and be you the right people who belong in your life will eventually come and find you and stay there do your thing that's a beautiful way to kind of bring this to a close. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll do a quick recap for everyone uh, and replay viewers. Um, thank you guys for all being here. Let's remember that tonight, absolutely not, Dina D. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, let's remember that tonight is uh, Catalyst Wednesday with Jim in Chicagoland. Uh, I'm assuming, is Jim still here? Yeah. Are you going to be out on the patio with the fire, or is it, uh, what's the weather in Chicago like there? Because uh, we're all looking forward after this heavy episode for a little decompression by the fire pit. Um, so, yeah. Well, fire pit tonight? Excellent. Uh, and I did just present a comment from PJ I missed earlier. Uh, mm. a good a good little sum up there. I learn more and more that everyone has their own issues that you may not see. Very mm -hmm. true. Very true. Everybody oh, yeah. has issues. I am not doing llama, Dina. That's for Beardo and Weirdo only. This is a serious broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so guilt, guilt and shame. Uh, guilt is about the action and that burden of remorse. And uh, shame is is over taking your yourself you, you're you're um, you're dragging yourself through the mud guilt can mm -hmm. be a good tool that was one of the most important things i wanted everybody to take from tonight is that you can use guilt to your advantage um, you, you use it to help you find and, and work on problematic behaviors 
instead of uh, wallowing around and, and, and shaming yourself. Remember that shame finds flaw with the person uh, instead of the behavior. Guilt uh, is that if you weren't here earlier, the uh, scenario was you're driving a car and get distracted around a red light and you almost hit someone. Guilt says, oh man, oh man, I really screwed up. I should be way more careful. I need to be better than that. I need to pay more attention. And shame comes in saying, oh man, oh man, I'm a terrible driver. I'm such a piece of shit. I shouldn't be allowed to drive a car. They should take my license. Mm -hmm. That's the basic breakdown of the two. And then, you know, the coping skills we just went over, so I won't go back over. That should still be fresh. Uh, well, Gemma, another great episode with you. Thanks for, you know, taking the time to open up there and share that. That was some heavy, uh, heavy material there. And now it makes sense why you wanted to do this episode, huh? Yeah, no, like I wasn't planning on letting it all out. Actually, it just, I just rolled with it. But yeah, you know, well, I think it was great. Um, and it, that's that's the kind of stuff which is why I wanted this show to be a thing. Is that I want more people to feel like they can open up like that and mm -hmm. not be afraid. You know, because everybody goes through this stuff. Oh yeah, everybody does. Some people handle it better than others. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people don't handle it very well at all, as I wound up in not a great place. But uh, everybody goes through it, and that's what everybody needs to remember. Mm -hmm. that nobody in this world is alone with any of this shit. So, thank Bye. you guys for joining in. Uh, make sure you catch Jim tonight at Catalyst around the fire pit. We'll all have a kumbaya and decompress for the day midweek almost the weekend kids went back to school today hell yeah oh wow i've got another two weeks no <laughs> all right oh, uh, well good luck to you there uh, oh gosh yeah we'll see everybody next week at the same time hopefully unless uh mm -hmm. if we do secure a guest that can't then we'll change the time up a little bit. But as of now, it stands Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. UK. Mm -hmm. And we'll see everybody later. Bye.